0: Hello everyone and welcome
1: to the Winging F1 podcast. This is part two of our season review. We're going to be going through some more awards, talking about the season as a whole a bit more. Um, But if you've not checked out our top five drivers of the year and our most underrated driver of the year who may or may not be involved in that, then go and check that out as well. Probably finish this one and then listen to that one. Or, you know, just do whatever you want. Do it in whatever order you want. This one has a more Christmassy feel because I'm wearing my Christmas in Texas um, shirt that I got in Texas at Christmas last year. So I'm bringing the Christmas spirit here as Freddie looked around for some Christmassy things to put in and he can't find any. So I'm going to throw it to Nigel first. How are you? Are you feeling Christmassy?
0: Yes, I can't wait for England's quarterfinal final against France this weekend. That's a risk because I have no oh, idea when Lord. this is coming Bloody out. So is it, if it's before or after. Plus, just for context, the England versus Senegal game hasn't happened. So I'm just okay. assuming this is going to come out on like the yeah. Thursday or Friday. And I've said that, so it will make sense.
1: Just over two hours I'm
0: away. going to
2: release it on the, the 17th of December, the day before the final?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that will
0: be Merry Christmas. Yeah, by then I should have come back from Valencia. I'll be dead so has <laughs> <Really, laughs> yeah. your
1: Percy Pig advent calendar been good better yes, than chocolate
2: it's got me excited for Christmas yay
1: it's like I got a bag of Percy Pigs get there we go time of the year yeah, I, mean, um, I definitely
2: expect them at Christmas when the shops are
1: shut, So that's good. <laughs> and this time last year, we were excited for Christmas, but also excited at the 2022 regulations, the all new regulations, as F1 went through tweeting out the best moments of the V6 turbo hybrid era, even though that was not to go yet. at this point. Um,
0: yeah, so I think we would have been thinking about 2022, to be honest with that. This time last year, we were two races to go. We were busy jumping up and down at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Yeah, we had a
2: fair bit already. Yeah, I, I was yeah. in
1: Kansas City at a bus stop on an industrial park, listening to it on the radio. So been, was it sick. was good. I was stuck it was. at the Hamworth train
2: station for 45 minutes, trying to get connection to listen to the start on the radio. Oh, wow.
1: I was, at, at, uh, I was standing at the bus stop going, as many things happened, and I could hear Jack Nichols explaining them. And Jack Nichols is a great commentator, so he did a good job, and I really got the spirit of it. But no, Go, go to YouTube just to
0: see Adam's facial expression for that, because if you're listening, you want not have seen it.
1: Ah, people will guess.
0: Um, but now
1: we're a year on we're, from that. We've had the first year of the new regulations. What were your thoughts on them? We'll go to Freddie first.
2: I mean, I don't know. They've not changed much, have they? The cars can follow a bit closer. I, the cars look cool, I and mean, they look cooler than they did. Um, those are my main thoughts, really. The, the overtaking has got better. The cars are closer, Um they
0: also look cool.
2: And that's kind of it for me. I just think the cars look a bit better.
0: I think they've done the job. I think anyone who thought, oh, it's gonna flip the pecking order and Williams and Hassan are gonna be at the front, uh, gonna be at the front and that kind of thing, and you're living in like that's just not gonna happen, is it? Like, that's just real realistically. Uh so I think the main thing was the racing and the overtaking. That did get better rather than struggling at two seconds, two and a half seconds behind in dirty air. It's now more like one, 1.5 seconds, so then it's easier to get into DRS. I'm also going to give give Pirelli some credit as well, because I think the tyres have been very, very good. They've got multiple pit stops at quite a few races, and the tyres as well, and the drivers could push quite hard. So I think overall, the rules have worked. You can't artificially make some regulations and hope, oh, let's hope five teams are going to make a car that's going to be the same pace at the front, this is not going to happen, this is F1 it's, it's going to be one or two teams at most, that's what happened And the start of the year then Red Bull outdevelops Ferrari and Ferrari, Ferrari made mistakes so I think uh, a big plus for me in terms of the rules I, I think this is as good as it's going to get in terms of racing for F1 I think
2: uh, I you that with such hard. a sort of sour sentence
0: <laughs> good as it's going yeah. to get Oh, I think it is because, like, unless they it was good, yeah. really, unless they make the cars a lot slower and like sh- and shorter and thinner, it's not it's not going to get better than this. So this is, and I'm, and I'm, that's a good thing because I think racing has been good. We just need a closer championship fight, but you can't really make that by having new new rules. It's just got to happen. Uh, right. So that's what I'd say. I think
1: yeah, it's a big fat TBC from me because I think it has it's made the racing better. I don't think you can really. um kind of deny that or argue against that. Um and you know, it's kind of I think, you know, tracks like Saudi Arabia don't look like they should really work, but they've, you know, it produced fantastic Grand Prix. And um yeah, I, I think it's it's really improved, yeah, improved cars being able to follow. And we're just not talking about the problems we were in terms of races um last year and really for you know a lot of the well for the second half of um the old regular or for the whole old regulations. But um I do is you know disappointing that it has been so kind of one-sided as the season's gone on so i'm hoping hoping there's you know stability that allows teams to catch up but i do i think it's not you know if if we have these and it goes back to one team dominating then that would be a bit of a shame for me because you know it's hard to just compare it it's hard to compare it to last season because last season was just so good in terms of two teams really equal um So, you know, yes, it's unrealistic to expect half the grid to be battling at the front, but it would be nice to hope for a battle at the front, you know, consistently. And this didn't really have that, especially as the season wore on. So, yeah, if it delivered on the better racing, but there wasn't, you know, there wasn't the, you know, higher... Competition. So that's why it's TBC. If they can, if that comes over the next few years, then it's a good foundation. If Red Bull continues to dominate or another team comes through and dominates instead, then, you know, it won't, it's not kind of really great, to be honest. I think,
2: I think, yeah, looking ahead to the next few years is an excellent point because it whets the appetite for where F1 can be in terms of racing and add the competition to that and it'd be excellent. So, yeah, that's, that's, you know, yeah, I agree with Nigel's
1: plus.
0: Is it a big plus? It's a Swiss yeah. flag. I, I think it is a big plus. No, Sorry, no, I
1: no, I meant Freddie. Is it a big oh. plus? Do you agree with the size of the plus or just the symbol? Oh,
2: again, again, I think it, you know it's just the nature of sport where these kind of things will see-saw up and down from year to year. Sometimes they'll be really open. Sometimes it'll be a bit more a closed case, but there'll be potential to it. And I think that's where we were this year just because of the nature of Rebel. But that's fine because I do think it showed that if there were if there was the competition at the front, it would be really exciting and interesting. Like look at Bahrain, look at Saudi Arabia, look at Austria. Things races like that where, you know, there was a lot going on at the front and there was a good battle. The sprint in, in Interlagos was fantastic. And things like that. So show what can be done with these, this regulation set. Coupled with the first, the this, you know, a real we're starting to properly embed these financial regs now as well mm. so who knows where that's going to bring in um competitive edges or lack of later down the line so mm. it, it's a big the tbc is always going to be in sport but if we think about it from sort of here and now and then two or three years from now i think it couples together nicely and we
1: are allowed to be quite optimistic mm. I, th- I think yeah for me so the Last, um, yeah, last periods after the safety car and Silverstone is a snapshot of like the ideal to me, where you've got three teams and Alonso is getting getting mixed in there a bit, but where you've got three teams being able to battle at the front, some really good racing going uh, on, lots of overtakes.
2: That was tight. I don't know. On, to be fair, that's because Leclerc trying it's to defend ties. on slower tyres and succeeding for a bit of it meant that it was quite packed. Mm. Um, but I
1: just, I, I think if you take that snapshot, that's like the ideal in terms of having those three yeah, teams at the front, proximity, yeah. you know, at, at, you know, preferably an old track that people like, but maybe doesn't make the most money that the FIA will want. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, I think that had all the ingredients of what we want to see. I'd just like to, you know, hopefully see that a few more times um, over the year. But we, with that, we'll go on to um, ranking this year in the turbo hybrid era. Um, so I'm interested to see what Freddie and Nigel same because I think they might have a disagreement, but Nigel, you go first. Where would you rank it?
0: Where in the middle. So there's been nine seasons, so 4.5. Yeah. No, for, I maybe mean, it's for four, four, five, probably fifth. I think 2015, I'll always say, is the worst season in the turbo hybrid era, unless like next year or 2023, uh, 2024 is like even worse as well. Uh, I think this is similar to 2019 which was a really good season, which had great races, but no real title fight. There's probably been one or two less good races, because in 2019, I remember in the summer, there were like six races in a row from, I think it was Austria, Germany, Silverstone, Singapore, Monza. and i missed one more. Uh, Hungary, it was, it was excellent. Hungary. It was brilliant. It was
2: one of the best races of the 2010s.
0: Yeah, there were six races in a row that were classics, and we've not had that this year. But there's still been some excellent races, which we'll talk about soon. So probably just below that, probably yeah, like fifth, maybe six-ish. Ready? Yeah,
2: I kind of agree. I think there are a few seasons that might have been a touch better, but I'm I'm I, I feel like I have the same feeling towards the season as Nigel. That, like he says, you compare it to 2019, mm. excellent season. Um, but also sometimes it wasn't excellent and it was
1: just a bit, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think I'd put uh, 14, 16, 19 and 21, definitely ahead. And then it's just kind of where it slots into. uh, And then 15 and 20, definitely behind. And then it's just kind of where it slots in. That's kind of where I am
2: with it. And I guess it all just becomes semantics after a while, because at the end of the day, when you're watching an F1 race, it's watching the the lights go out was always going to be great fun so Mm.
0: yeah I remember after we we did a podcast review in 2020 people said oh 2020 is the best season I've ever seen and like it just wasn't sorry this was two years ago I'm going off on one I better stop talking (laughs) 2020 was a very dramatic
2: year it's the kind of thing it depends on how you rank your F1 seasons and I do think yeah I do kind of think it's it's hard to sort of rank the in the moment nature of an F one season in comparison. Like the silly season this year hasn't actually resulted in that many major changes if you compare it to the twenty eighteen going on nineteen season, but it's been inv- it's been volatile. So yeah. you, you you couldn't look for you know a weird tweet about like a driver's contract situation. This never happened before. We had it with IndyCar and Formula One in the same year. So yeah. you get all that kind of weird stuff that goes into it, and then. The sort of off-track nature of 2022 has been really huge, but yeah, and you know, and you look at things like that, and they all add to this to the to the season. Take all sorts to make a season, so yeah, um, I agree. it's a hard I've one count- to rank them when when everything in the moment is itself quite exciting. Mm. I'd, I'd say. Well, I've, I've counted it on my fingers and I rank it six,
1: but I think yeah, the the fingers, you have six fingers on one hand or. I, I have two hands, famous, you know. Oh, okay. Well, not famously, but I do. I'm not. i <laughs> famously Adam, one. that um, guy with
2: the two hands.
1: Wow. I mean, to be fair, it, it'd be harder to uh, edit the podcast if I had one. So I'm glad that I do. But uh, yeah, I'd say, and it would be harder to count up um, the turbo Sounds. hybrid season. So, you know, it's good for both. But uh, yeah, I that is a good point, really. The off season stuff was just crazy. Like there were so many, you know, obviously the Alonso, Alonso then feeding into Piastri. Going on, um, the Red Bulls fighting Costcutter, which was, um, you know, it wasn't the best story. Took him out for F one, but it's you know absolutely huge off track story. Again, I mean, like Magnussen coming in to this, for the start of the season, which is just forgotten now, um, unless you read Nigel's ten things you forgot about the season uh, article. What's um, about
0: Sportcom?
1: Uh, hurt, hurt her, will he, won't he get a super license? Like there was so, you know, there'll be stuff I'm forgetting as well. There was just so much. Three of the things in that article are mine. So
0: yeah, I was just gonna say thanks <laughs> to Freddie for that because he did help like for half of it, so he could have sixty percent credit. Sixty percent credit. All right, cool.
2: Yeah. Send it over in the. Um, I'll send you my PayPal. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs>
2: Next, Adam. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Go on, chop is... chop.
2: We've got a podcast to get through.
1: All right, calm down. Who's the best team of the year?
2: Red Bull. Red Bull. Move on.
1: <laughs> Who put that on there? What? What? Yeah. Why, what, why are we what, asking that best... question? We know. Although, yeah, why are we asking that Alpha
2: question? Tauri.
1: Nigel. <laughs> well, speaking of Alpha Towery, we go go swiftly on to disappointment of the year.
2: <laughs> oh, good, good one. Ready?
1: Who's your disappointment of the year?
2: Actually, it's Williams, but um, I could Williams. also throw Pierre Gasly that. Yeah.
1: I see what? where he's coming from. It's,
2: really? Well, yeah. That's they. are the. They're last.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but realistically, would you gonna be? Well, if you like, look at sort of Alfa tire. Romeo and
2: Haas have made step ups and Williams just didn't, so yeah. I
0: feel so, like uh, they I should guess. be
2: mixing up there a bit more. For my liking, yeah, no, I completely get uh, I, I think you could say Albon was in the second half of the season, to be fair, and I think you could also say that Alpha Tauri said they have made the best car they've ever made, and then they were ninth um, in comparison <laughs> to when they shouldn't have been there based on the last, late turbo hybrid era, late where, where the last few yeah. seasons. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, it's an interesting one. I think you could. Definitely put Alphatare in there, but I don't know. I I feel like Williams's trajectory coming into this season was definitely one where they would do a step up again, and it yeah. just didn't happen.
0: Okay, which yeah, I think is true.
2: is is not wonderful for the Capito FX to Maison Alliance, who yeah. were sort of so pointing to it, and it just didn't happen.
0: You mm. might have convinced me with that, but what I was going to say before that is Mercedes. It it just had, like the constructors championship run has ended for the first time because they've won it was uh, from twenty forty to twenty twenty one every season one race win. How to streak is over in terms of poles and wins in every season he's competed. Only been in the wind for the fight three or four times. still on for Brazil and then somewhere else. I've probably forgot. Cota, uh,
2: maybe, but it's all it's yeah, all Cota. half half fights, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah so, you're right. It has been a disappointment, and then their trajectory, their development through the season wasn't really as good as they were saying it would be.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think that's a big thing for you. There was such a big fuss made about the no side pod concept. And when it first came out, I think we did the podcast and I was like saying, it might not translate into performance. Though, and it didn't because they, they had the porpoising problems and then they had the porpoising problems for quite a while. And it's just, it, I, I, I think they're in a, this what we're going to see over the next six months is what this Mercedes team is really made of? Because they've uh, done not it's obviously not easy, but they've done the easier bit of being at the front. Now it's seeing what but what, what can they do when they're down? Can they come straight back up, or is this the new normal for them? Let's say. So yeah, I think Mercedes for me just because the car wasn't there and the development, even though towards the end of the, of the season it did get a bit better. I'd put that more down to Red Bull developing less, rather than Mercedes getting better. For
2: me, I I think yeah, the 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 disappointment in Mercedes does complement then the operational rate operations of the race team. To be fair, yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I I agree there. Both, I I think Williams, it's kind of easy it's easy to forget how disappointing the season has been for Williams because like Nigel you said well where are they going to be well if you're not going to make a step forward under the biggest rule change in an f1 generation then like when will you are you just hoping that you get yeah, a 2016 eight last every now and then like you know it's just been you know this like what what are you getting excited about for Williams right not now that far, like, looking not at that
0: far behind I don't think looking at the future like
1: this was a chance to get you know a lot, not be the one that's far be or you know, not be the one that's behind everyone else, so yeah, I think mm. it's kind of easy to forget they're there and just to be the kind of forgotten team running at the back again, really, really disappointing. But they have got Albon, so they're not there. Um, I'm actually, I think Alpha Tauri as well, um, yeah, there's just not been great, and Pierre Gasly could be into that as well. But I'll go for a bit of a different one. The Miami, Miami Grand Prix was awful, and um, oh. it's just, i yeah, it, it was just yeah. like. You know, it was on, I think on every level, it was disappointing. And the fact that they've got um, the Vegas Grand Prix coming in, hopefully, Kota will keep its spot. But, like, you know, I think it's just already, for me, it would be an event on the chopping block. And I know I'm unpopular in saying that, but I'm sticking by it.
0: On the list of things we've got to do, well, not got to do because we don't have to do, but on the things we plan to do, most underrated was on it. And I think it's a good time to talk about it now because Miami. Was gonna be mine because we had a lead battle at the front after the safety car. Verstappen had to get past both Ferraris. Good action in the midfield as well. Like I, it was not that bad at all. It was like top it, ten it, race. but it,
2: it, it lagged in the middle, but it it did have it was better than a lot of races this year. I think it's an easy one to hate on because it was such a sort of star-studded event. It was such an event, and I, I think, I. You know, I don't see too much wrong with making a big event when you're making – and
1: it's the first of that event as well. Um, If if you're going to make a big event, then don't do it, like, just in the middle of a bit of the city that no one goes to unless you're going to an NFL game. Don't do it – like, in Miami, where you could actually have a marina, then don't have a fake marina with fake water. Like, it's just the whole – Well, yeah, but those those are things that –
2: Those are things that are kind of quite – the um. The fake marina thing is kind of
1: quite small at the end of the day. Like, it just adds into the whole thing. Like, it was just a really disappointing event. I thought the race just wasn't very good. Um, so really. we had a
0: lead battle, and you still didn't think it was good.
1: Yeah, because it was like yeah, it wasn't know. a very good lead battle. Yeah, it, um, it's not.
0: Luton went nearly went for a dive at one point. Oh yeah, later uh, on it was
2: better. Later yeah. on it was better.
0: How many um, lead battles have we had this year, Adam?
2: How oh many? no, let's not go in. <laughs>
0: It's about half. That's why it's right in the middle. There's a race, it's underrated.
2: It was the race I it's had like... the most FOMO for for a long time, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Um, and well, I think you for what know. for what it's trying to be, I think that says a lot. Like it's trying to be a big old party race event thing to go to. And I did really want to be there because I did think, you know, you can go to some races where they definitely and rightly so the main event is the race but everything else is just sort of sitting around waiting for the next session whereas if you go to the miami grand prix it looks like you go there and you have a great time for the whole time so
1: but then the problem is you have got vegas on the calendar next year which will be a i don't think event. that's a
2: problem that's I think that's, in... that's an addition
1: mm. but i'd take out of the two of them i like vegas will be spectacular it'll be one of the best looking grand prix of the yeah. year it, it will just be Like so, and compare that to Miami, where it's just not, you know, if if you took that, took a snapshot of the Grand Prix, it could be any, like, city in the southern half of America. Um, So yeah, I just don't, you know, I think it was a disappointing event and race, and yeah, we disagree on that. Um, Freddie, what's your most underrated moment? The
2: Miami Grand Prix, no, Um, (laughs) (laughs) underrated moment, or is that
0: all right? Yeah, that's what Nigel threw out. So. uh, um i said race don't I? oh well there we go oh whatever there's tricky. something underrated did you, there, did so. you add that onto the list
1: as i was talking about no. it or is it just on the bottom
0: it says it's last very... edit one hour ago oh, okay. it's a very All tricky right, yeah,
2: underrated well. moment thank you for stalling for me um for a bit there guys i'm still <laughs> i'm still i'm still a bit struggling here um because I, I do feel like I'm just going to end up pointing at sort of shout out moments of the season that I liked That probably, if you thought, oh yeah, that's all right. Like, there's not really anything I can really think of that I think
0: Canada core fine. I think people forget about like now. Well, mm. it was like, I think, one of the well, I think The,
2: the Canada race, I think, was Canada
1: underrated. Um, I mean, yeah. I think I think like Saudi Arabia is like people have you know it's, for, it's kind of forgotten. So it's like where you draw the line within that. But I think you know that was one of the best. Yeah, it was season. six months
2: ago. And yeah, like, it is easy to say oh but to be fair where were we talking about it in july and as uh, quite i think quite highly so um it's
0: there's
2: a there's an element of is recency bias going to come in That's, this is getting too theoretical now um
0: <laughs> welcome to our gcse site. it's not gcse will this be gcse no, this is a
2: podcast. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not marking you, Nigel. Um, I've always been judged.
2: <laughs> okay, so I think I guess most underrated moment of the season would have to be the
0: move on, Adam quick, move
2: fair. on. <laughs> um
0: ow. um have you just stood on some wind? Yes, I've just stood on some <laughs>
2: Sergio Perez's drive in Monaco was quite good. That wasn't underrated, though. I don't know. I'm struggling. Someone else asked. No, that's a great answer, Adam.
0: <laughs> What's yours?
1: Um, I think I. uh Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Despite all the friendly stalling, stalling, I still don't have a better answer, which you know reflects. It's a hard question. You know, I. will I, um, go put with like <laughs> I'll go with Saudi Arabia just because I think people have forgotten about it because it was so long ago. I think it was more, I think it was eight months ago now. Um, we said
2: it in our podcast that we recorded for the top five drivers. We said the Saudi Arabia race was very good.
1: But it's not our, it's not like, because if we we can't rate something and then under, like, if we think it's underrated, then we think it's better than it was. So therefore we rate it as rated. So everything we think of is rated as a collective. So you need to think of the wider as a collective. Sphere as you collect yes. <laughs> collective winging f1 podcast so yeah i think as a um as the f1 for the f1 public i will go with that um and we will swiftly move on back the other way the qualifying
2: ah oh, she i suppose it was very good see this um, is the thing it's just shout out moment time now was well, that was good
1: <laughs>
0: that's what you should be good at <laughs> that's, that's what you do all year. Shout-outs.
1: Shout-outs, yeah. That was good. We just, that we was just good. do shout-outs to ourselves. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, we'll move on to worst race of the year swiftly from that. You know where my thoughts lie. Nigel, what's your worst race of the year?
0: Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico City Grand Prix. It was so dull. And we yeah. and we I think I can't, did the top six change at all? From, yeah, like, science after, got after past the clear. No, no, for, for, for like after that one, did it? I can't believe no. it changed a lot, but like, no, well, there we go. And like, it was I, clear what was going to happen. It was the I, problem with Mexico, the altitude, the way the tires work, it's never going to be. You can't blame them for the pace. altitude, they can't move it. I think
1: it was a Mexico City Grand Prix that really took a lot of people off the idea of having Mexico City Grand Prix because there are too many, you know, there are too many yeah. Grand oh, yeah. the, the Prixs. I'm, I'm one also rating it
2: as the worst race of the year. And I, but I think one of the reasons for me is that it promised so much. Um, yes. and Um I think, I think I said this on our review pod had the tyre strategy that Mercedes and Rebel went with, had it been the opposite way around, the same race would have happened just with Mercedes in the lead rather than Rebel. And I think had they been on a similar strategy, then it might have been really interesting. I think the pace could have been relatively similar and could have been a very interesting race, although it did seem to be the race where the gaps were the biggest between the cars, um, which at that stage in the season yeah. is a bit disappointing. So yeah, I do think it had potential and lost it.
1: I, I really Design think ranked it has.
2: highly as a bad reason.
1: In, term, in terms of races, F1 has made very clear will be on the calendar, and then races fans want on the calendar, there is a surplus there or sorry uh, uh, yeah a surplus there between what will actually be on a 25 race calendar and I think I think Mexico City turns kind of a a lot more fans were on the bandwagon beforehand I think really if you're looking at reasons to and this is quite a big conversation to get into but if you're looking at reasons to you know take it it's maybe you know F1's geographical spread maybe Uh, the Mexican fans are very good for Perez but outside of that I don't think there's too many things for it and I think kind of that was exposed maybe um, this season, so yeah. In terms of, I think, it I was think quite that's a, a very call. interesting
2: wider conversation. We should put a pin in for the off season.
1: Mm. It is the it's off season talking. now, but we shall put a pin but in for the, the off, off, off off season. season.
2: The off se- the, the off of twenty twenty three begin Yeah, time. this
1: is still like season review season. Yeah, off off season. Season only finished the other day.
2: <laughs> we haven't <laughs> had the FAA prize easy. giving, so technically we're still in the season,
1: <laughs> unless they just um, did it. And seeing as we're talking about races, we shall round out with our top five races of the year, which I haven't made any notes for. So I'm going to go to come to Nigel first because he wrote it on the doctor. So he should. Yeah, Nigel.
0: Be- I've well, it's interesting because you said it's the most underrated thing before, and I think Saudi Arabia's first for me. I think that was the best race of the year. Is there any disagreement to that? What is your ranking? Oh, right, so I must take <laughs> yeah. the full list. Sorry, I thought you were always going to talk. I've got Saudi Arabia, British Grand Prix, US Grand Prix, the Austin one, obviously. Yeah. Bahrain Grand Prix and the Hungarian Grand Prix. That's my top five. No, Brazil? Mm. Oh, I think
1: Brazil.
0: Brazil.
2: He didn't say Brazil. Because I, 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 I,
0: I, think, I think the winner was quite clear for most of the race after the Verstappen incident enough. with Elton. And I think that, for me, you need a lead battle. Adam,
1: what's I what's your five? Um <laughs> I, I mean I'd I definitely put Brazil in there. Um probably ahead of the Austrian Grand Prix. I think as a race, as a race weekend, yeah. the Brazilian Grand Prix was fantastic. Yeah. Um well, you've got to, you really to
2: factor that in, I think, because it's Grand Prix yeah. ranking, aren't
1: we? Yeah, sprint qualifying was fantastic. So I'll probably move uh that in
0: um you are on the spot this is how we think
1: yeah i don't know i'm um, <laughs> to- totally off gut i'll go british grand prix first bahrain no saudi Arabia second bahrain third brazil fourth hungary fifth
0: okay yeah
1: have All you right. got a list ready um so- canada was good though ah no i'll put that in fifth instead of hungary will i i don't know I have a joint fifth like Freddie wanted to last time and yes, we chopped it down and now I will place. have a joint fifth place. Um, I'm going to say Silverstone,
2: then Interlagos weekend. Um, I really enjoyed Kota, but that's going to go fifth because I'm going to put Bahrain and Saudi
1: Arabia as third and fourth. I'll just interject. I, wrote, I was noting down Nigel's and I put Oss. And then thought that was Austria, so that's why I put it in. And he looked very simple. I was going to say Austria. Um, was Austria was a yeah.
2: good race. I enjoyed Austria. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'll
1: take out. Yeah, it would go in ahead of ahead of Kota then. But yeah, sorry. It was sorry. a very
2: good st- strategic
1: drive from Ferrari and Leclerc.
2: It was very interesting. He overtook Verstappen three times in that race, I think which that he should have
0: done, and he did.
2: Yeah, and it was interesting mm. to see it play out. Um, but yes, yeah. there we go. Anyway, dead races. Yeah.
0: Yes. We have races. Well, what was your so you both went for British Grand Prix as number one? Yeah, 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 I think so. Mm. I can't remember. I that. Right. Yeah, we
1: mentioned mm-hmm. the wet qualifying earlier, um, and then there was the race itself. I thought it was good.
0: I, I just really was, sound I, was I, like I do was just- also,
1: I do disagree with the British Grand Prix,
2: um, from the perspective of the reason that Charles Leclerc didn't win that, and I do think that was one of the. St- the stupidest strategy positions of Ferrari this year but um so I I do there is a a, a note on that which is critical
1: but it was fun mm. to watch I mean it, it, it's one of those that the three drivers in the best position to win it over the weekend none of them won it I think Verstappen would have if he'd been at the front well, a um, Good position when he got pole position and then he won it. uh Hamilton I think you know if it wasn't for the safety car I think he would have been there and then Leclerc yeah, true. really should have been the one to do it um you know for both to start and the end of the race before I guess the strategy so um I think it's the race I would rewatch the most out of this season and yeah puts it quite high um, yeah I'd agree with that and then yeah I think Can- Canada was really good as well I, I just I really like Canada so I think part of me putting it in that top five is just that I like yeah. F1 being back there and it was nice to see that it you know that kind of paid off so
2: yeah. But as I can't wait the, for Portimao to um, replace the Chinese Grand Prix.
0: Um, in the review for Canada, Canada, uh, for Canada, Adam was not saying good things about the race. I, I remember. Uh, well, well,
1: but, yeah. well, just, That's yeah. why we're doing a season <laughs> review. That's why we didn't do our top just five races. Well, we didn't do our top five races after every race. So, there just we go.
0: Just quickly on Saudi Arabia over Silverstone so for me. I think what I prefer is a, let's say, hardcore lead battle
1: yeah, between two top enough.
0: drivers. I feel that's what excites me most about motorsport. And that's what we've got between Leclerc and and It's one of the greatest battles I've seen in F1 over the last 15 years, years or so. I mean, the tactical battle with the DRS, that kind of thing. It went down to the last three or four laps. It was They were pushing the limits on a really difficult, challenging circuit up against the walls, like... That was like pure motorsport for me. Uh, So I think that's why it just edges it over the drama, let's say, of Silverstone and and the racing that we had. It was was a different type of racing that we had at Silverstone. And for me, I prefer the former. So, yeah. That's cool. That's that's
2: a good reason. It was a good fight for the lead. I agree. Yeah. I I agree
1: with the ranking, but we we don't need to go into that now because it's just... Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I think for me, it's like, I think there's just like an intangible... Generally, I think that's just like an intangible element, like whether I feel drawn into it. And it's quite hard to put a finger on that or like pertinent prerequisites for that. But um, yeah, that's my thoughts. As Freddie said, we do have best overtake to talk about. So, Freddie, what's your best overtake of the season? Um, Sebastian Vettel on Kevin Magnuson at the US Grand Prix. And yeah, around, the around the
2: outside of that long sort of turkey-esque corner. Um, turn
0: 16. And seven, 15, 16, 17, I think. Oh, there we go. The last two corners at 18 and 19, so 15, 16, 17.
2: The big, long one. Um, <laughs> and it, I really liked it. So It was very good. And I kind of look at that and think, he's retiring. Oh. But anyway. You yeah. said that about Vettel, not Max. About Vettel, yeah. <laughs> <Anderson> also <laughs> drove very well in the overtake, being overtaken, of yeah. course. Particularly the, given yeah. the tyres he was on, he could have run the off straight offline. But with that, both drivers drove excellently and Vettel just... Did excellent.
0: Interestingly, I've also gone for that race, but I've gone with Leclerc on Perez. It was a bit dive bomb, uh, in, like after lap 15, 20 I can't remember what lap it was. Into turn eleven, ten, 10 or eleven. End of the straight. The end of the turn back 11, straight, it's Turn eleven. It's the end yeah. of the straight. It, it was a no, surprising... it's turn twelve.
2: It's turn twelve.
0: Oh, turn. 12. Anyway, at the end of the back straight, it was a surprising move. We don't see too many of them since we've had these wider F1 cars and it. it just kind of came from no way. Perez moved a bit late as well in the braking zone, but, but still got it stopped on the brakes, didn't lock up, was under control. That was brilliant driver skill from a top driver. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's my favourite overtake this year.
1: I'll go with Freddie. I mean, I, I think there's not been... In previous seasons, there were maybe more. felt like there was a bit more kind of... A lot of them are, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot that were just like quite basic for all we're saying about the, um, yeah, for what we're saying about the kind of car- raciness of the cars. I think kind of, I don't know, if I was going to throw another one in there, maybe Leclerc, Verstappen at the start of the season and maybe set the tone for the start of the season, which then didn't carry through. But yeah, I think in terms of just as an overtake, I'd say, um, yeah, the best of somewhat was better agreements that's what we love to... oh disagreement because nigel disagrees but respect between peers f1 journalists that's what we love to hear but as freddie high fives the screen we got to say thank you very much for listening to this for our awards ceremony of the season it's not a hollywood award season but it is winging it awards season and we have dished out awards so thank you very much for listening to that we will be back four more times over the off season not four more times we will be back more times over the off season
2: Thank you for just for listening for the 2022 season. It's been fantastic. It's our third it has. and see you yeah. in 23 I guess.
0: Yeah, we will. Well. See you soon. But for now, goodbye.